Welcome to FitChicks Chat, the podcast dedicated to fitness, nutrition, wellness, and mindset. For more information on FitChicks Academy and our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications, please visit fitchicksacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, I am extremely excited because I get to interview Ellen and Dominique, who are the founders of Wake Up, Shake Up, and Thrive. And uh, so, Ellen and Dominique, welcome, first of all. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you both here. Now, one of the reasons why I was so connected to your story when I read about it is that, you know, and I was going through your website and everything else is just the fact that the two of you are, you actually met later in life, right? So you you weren't like, Laura and I are business owners and we are best friends since grade nine. So we've actually been like, you know, we've been besties for, I don't want to date myself, but like, you know, 30 plus years, like we've been friends forever, but we also started a business together. But the two of you, it was actually a little bit of a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be curious, would you mind sharing a little bit more about how the two of you met and sort of decided to even start your business? So Ellen, I'd love to hear um, from you and just, if you could well, share that. With pleasure. Thank you so much, Amanda. I love the stories of the, of the best friends forever as, as well, but you guys yeah. and it's quite phenomenal. I get goosebumps saying it because Dominique and I are definitely um, very, very, very close and very best friends. So it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Dominique and I met four years ago. I saw that someone was um, giving a conference in Geneva about finding and re-engineering your life after 50 and finding a job after 50. And as I was sort of older than 50, I thought that was an interesting subject to be speaking about. I'm a health and wellness coach, but this person was giving a talk about finding a job. But I had noticed that a lot of people that come to me, and you might notice the same, Amanda, they would come to me for sleep, for weight, for issues. And in fact, a lot of their issues were with the job. So anyway, I would go to this, this business lunch and what the woman had to say really triggered with me. And I happened to be sitting next to her to eat lunch. So over wine and food, I discovered, and Dominique, I'm going to pass it to you now because it was Dominique that was speaking and she observed, she said to me, and I'll let you pick it up, Dominique. Yeah. So, so when we had the chat after my speech, uh, what I had observed in the clients who were coming to me is that they were coming to me to find a new job or to re-engineer their career. But actually what was blocking them is stress, overweight, not sleeping well, getting worried about things, not having a healthy life. And that had obviously a huge impact on their current career, but also on their face and confidence to look for a new job. And that's when we realized that putting our experiences together, you know, from Ellen's side is to look at nutrition, exercise, sleep, menopause or andropause for men. Um, and on my side, having, you know, the, the career perspective, I thought it's obvious if we were to put our experience, expertise, stories, tools, techniques together, that would be so much richer for the people that we are helping. And that's how we say, let's do something. And, and, and it took a, another 
meeting around um, coffee and and desserts and so on. We we are very much into enjoying life, as you know this. To say how how could we use that? And we say, well, what we want to do is to wake up the consciousness of people that things are changing, and we need to do something about it. And shaking up the mindsets to say, well, it's not about bias and preconceived ideas and I'm too old for this or too old for that, but we need to shake up the mindsets so that people can thrive after the age of 50 for a few decades um, ahead and turn that those decades to come into their best ever in their life. So that's how Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive was born. I love that. I love that story. And I think that it's so interesting because I know we were talking offline earlier and this happened for both of you after the age of 50, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you actually started your company after the age of 50. And I think for me that, like I said to you um, offline earlier, like Laura and I, when we started our company, we were in our late 20s and we had realized that we felt so stuck in our corporate jobs. We didn't love what we were doing. We didn't feel like we were fulfilling a passion side. We just kind of felt like we were going through the motions. We had great opportunities ahead of us. We knew that, but we just didn't care about it. It didn't fulfill that like passion inside of us. It didn't light us up or excite us. And when I speak to people coming into like Fitchix Academy and the women that are interested in getting certified as health coaches and certified um, as fitness coaches and building businesses, the idea that I'm too old is like the biggest sort of block that mm. a lot of people are having, right? They're thinking, it's too late. I've been in my career now for 20 years, 30 years, whatever. And no, who would pay attention to me as a coach? Or, you know, who am I to kind of start this now? What do you say? And, um, and Dominique, I would love to hear from you. What do you say to clients that come to you and maybe have that thought and have that feeling like it's too late? I'm just going to stay yeah. the course. Yeah. Well, the first question I ask them is, how do you know? You know, I love that. How true, how true is that? It's it, such a great question. Read, it, it, where did you read that? Where, show me the research, <laughs> the data that proves that. And of course, we know there's none. Um, and and actually, it's it's never too late. The only time when it's too late is either when you don't do anything about it and you stand still. Because as Einstein used to say, the only way to keep your bicycle going is to pedal. If you do right. nothing, you're going to fall down because your bicycle is not going to continue by itself. Right. And the other time when it's too late is when you're dead. But And you don't know when that's going to happen. It could be tomorrow and it could be in 50 years from now. When I was 50, I went to a conference in Rome and the lady who was presenting said, well, do you realize that when you're 50, your expectancy to live is 50 additional years? So I thought, wow, I'm 50 and I have have another 50 to go. How am I going to occupy those 50 years ahead? But that was a revelation. And some sometimes it's threatening for some people to say, how am I going to do or what am I going to do the next 50 years? But what I uh, what I share with the people who come to me was that I give them I give them examples of people who found a job when they were 59, who found a job when they were 54, when they were 61, even during COVID time, because they said, yeah, but during COVID, everything stops. No something's changed 
but it didn't stop everything. So I give them examples of real people, real results, real cases, uh, because that's the way it worked as well for me when I decided to leave my corporate job and C-level position to jump into the unknown. And that is is freaking scary on one side, but it's a world of opportunities and possibilities. And you know what? I did that when I was 25 and it didn't taste the same. Yeah. Uh, when I did that at 50, I had decades of experience behind me and a good network um, experience. I went through ups and downs in my life, big failures, big successes. And the decision was totally different when I took the decision to leave corporate and create my business at 51 and a half. I love that. <laughs> I love that. You know, and it's so interesting because what you were saying in the beginning of that was a lot of times, like when you said, you know, you asked the question, well, where did you see that? Or where did you read that? Or how do you know that to be true? It goes back to, I just had a coaching call um, prior to this earlier today with graduates of our fitness and nutrition expert program. And I was talking to them and I said, you know, one of the things that comes up for all of us is these fears, right? These fears, these anxieties, like, what if it doesn't, what if I don't succeed? What if I can't do this? What if, what if, what if? And I said, none of that is based in data or facts it's all just a thought the same way that you have any other thought of like oh what am i going to eat for dinner or what am i going to do for this or what am i going to they're all just thoughts but for some reason we believe some to be true and some to be not true some we allow them to be passing thoughts some that we create attachment to Mm -hmm. and when we create attachment to a thought that doesn't have data or support then we're doing ourselves a disservice because we're not Mm -hmm. actually going to be able to show up if we believe a thought that is not even based in fact so my recommendation to everyone and anyone listening and our students, of course, is always do the thing that scares you, step into it and see what happens. Because the only way that you know is based on actually doing not on thought, because your Mm -hmm. thoughts will tell you one thing, but there's no facts to prove it. So Mm -hmm. I think just sort of what going off what you said of asking the question, how do you know that? Very well put, Amanda. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's such a great thought. Yeah, it's it's a very good way to work that through. We do very similar. We'll work through limiting beliefs. We'll exteriorize our limiting beliefs. And then we actually, whether we actually go through the act of doing it and trying it, we actually go through the act of what can we come up with that proves that it's not true? And as a group, and that's where group coaching is very powerful. We pull the resources. For example, and I'll share this with you, Amanda, you can share it with your community. Dominique and I published recently an article, and in the article, it's proven statistically that entrepreneurs over 50, sorry, Amanda, are five times more successful than young entrepreneurs. (laughs) Five times more successful financially, and it makes sense. Often they're financially more sound to start with. They have more people in their network, more knowledge in their network, etc. And usually more confidence. So given all of that, you boost them by saying, did you know that entrepreneurs that are over 50 or five times? And it it plants the seed that, oh, really? Well, I, I could maybe do that. Oh, so you're saying that in a few years from now, I'm going to 5X my business again. <laughs> you are. You are. Definitely. You are. And again, yeah. I, I think you realize this, but Dominique and I both created our own business at the age of 50. Yeah. And we created Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive closer to 60. Yeah. 
So yes, we're still building. We're still building. It's no, but, and it's so fascinating because Laura and I, I mean, you know, as business owners and as friends, we have our Fitchix Academy. And then we also have separate entities as well because we have different interests. And as we grow and learn, everything evolves and we've allowed that evolution to happen. So even when you look at the evolution of Fitchix in our business, um, you know, it started with a bootcamp company in 2008. And then from there, we kind of developed like a system and a program that was like very automatic. And so then once we had that, we were able to hire other people to train and teach it. We then started offering retreats and challenges and online training programs and at-home programs. And then through all of that, we developed our certifications and our certifications evolved from the idea that we wanted to help more people globally get educated Mm -hmm. to then help their communities, right? So there's ripple effect that's happening around the world for health and wellness. And, but it's just so interesting how everything can evolve. And I think, you know, my point to that was the idea too, that as, you know, for someone who is thinking they want to get into business or someone who maybe is above the age of 50 and thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, know that it can evolve and change. Like I said, Laura and I have separate entities. We have our joint entity. We have different focuses. I want to become, you know, a speaker on stage. And then I'm also going to do these other things for charity that is completely separate from other things. You're allowed to have multiple identities and multiple passions, even if you have one, like, but you don't have to feel stuck. And I think that's the other thing too, is a lot of people feel stuck in this like corporate world, or they feel like stuck with their identity of, well, I'm just, and I've heard this too, like, oh, I'm just a mom or I'm just an, anyone who says I'm just a mom, it's crazy because being a mother is an incredible Massive. amount of work. Yeah. It's an incredible amount of, an immense amount of um, responsibility and and just everything about it is a lot. Um, as a mom, I'm saying that from my own experience. But I just think it's it's so interesting how people think that it has to just be one or the other. And it can be an and game. We always talk about this at Fitchix. It's like, it can be an and game. It doesn't have to be an or game. Everything in your life can be an and. It's like, I'm this and this. I'm, I can do this and this. I can create your own business and um, wake up, shake up, thrive. Right? You can't do all of those things. And age has no determination on when you can do those things, except for the fact mm-hmm. that now you're saying if you're above 50, you're going to be five times more financially successful. So then that's, <laughs> that just changes all the game. Now, now I'm going to have to think of what am I going to create at the age of 50 that is going to, <laughs> when I hit 50, what else am I going to create then? <laughs> well, don't, don't worry. We have plans and dreams for until we are 80 or 90 or whatever. <laughs> right? so there's enough opportunities now. And it's getting better and better, Amanda, because things are changing. Yeah. And what used to be the norm has totally changed, you know, in terms of the life, um, the life phases and the life stages. It used to be, you know, you go to school, you graduate, you start working, you work harder and harder until you you retire and then you phase out and, and you die. You know, there was not a very positive outlook. Um, now you, you go to school, you enjoy life, and then eventually you start working, and then you uh, you go on entrepreneurship, and then maybe you go back to corporate, and then you learn, and you go to university when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 70, and you, you eventually go back to entrepreneurship. It's really uh, every one of us has its own possibilities, and on phases of of life um and and everything has changed the way we work the way we communicate the way we sell the way we 
do business, the way we market, everything has changed. So it's it's a great time to actually think about change. I agree. I agree. And um, on that note, Ellen, I wanted to ask you, you know, what changes do you feel like in terms of physical dimension and then also sort of the emotional, intellectual, spiritual sort of dimension? Because I know in Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive, you focus on the five pillars, right? So it's like the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, the spiritual, the financial. Those are like the five pillars of like um, being like sound essentially right like being in well-being and sound exactly and so what would you say are some of the things that our listeners right now could focus on shifting and changing um or what changes are do you think are the most relevant for them to be able to shift that is a great question and dominique if you agree what we can do is we can do if you'd like for each of the five dimensions, do like a quick win. Because I think that's super interesting. People want to walk away with a um, with something practical. Of course. And what I will do, if you both agree with this, I'll kind of set the framework. I'll start it. Then, Dominique, we can kind of piggyback, go back and forth. Each one of us give. Perfect. I'd like everybody, all the listeners, to imagine a circle. And we're going to divide the circle into five pieces of the pie, which are the five dimensions. Okay, we'll do one by one. And I'd like them to think already, and you're going to know exactly where that's coming from, Amanda, where they stand, meaning if they're toward the center of the pie, they're very dissatisfied with that dimension. And toward the outside of the pie, they're super satisfied. And what this will mean is by the end of the the podcast, they kind of have a miniature roadmap. So let's start with physical. It works well. And you can even say zero to five, like rate yourself. Now that we've been talking about this, rate yourself. So physical dimension, clearly we focus on nutrition, activity, sleep. We all know all three of those change significantly with age. There are specific minerals, macro and micronutrition that changes after 50. I am not going to tell them all right now. We can all look those up, but it's definitely worth thinking about magnesium, calcium, and protein, and sugar. Those are really biggies when we're over 50. Those are foundations for sure. Those are foundations. And if you're not like super savvy about what happens after 50, that little point on the piece of the pie is more toward the middle and not toward the outside. And that's your goal. You're going to go get some research on that. In terms of physical activity, we do a lot of cardio growing up. Let's add flexibility and resistance as of 50, because that is going to make a huge difference hormonally and in things like bone breakage and metabolism, which is how much you burn when you sleep. People say it goes downhill after 50. Menopause coaching is one of my big areas. It doesn't. You can keep it up if you exercise. So if you're going, oh, really? That little dot is toward the center of the the piece of pie right now. And finally, with sleep, the bottom line is sleep is the base for the other two. As we age, we need the same amount of sleep, but we tend to go to bed earlier and up earlier. So again, if that you're feeling that's a little bit off track, and in fact, your weight and exercise may be depending on that sleep, maybe that's where you want to start. So I've done one piece of the pie, the physical dimension, and now I will put Dominique down to do the emotional dimension. The emotional one. Emotional one is one of my favorites. <laughs> you know. Me too. I love anything to do with emotions and mindset. So I'm yeah. all for it. I'm here for it. So, so, so emotional is, is about consciousness, awareness, but also about precision. We both come from the world of the Swiss watch, you know, the, where precision is, is about everything. And when we think about emotion, we sometimes use the wrong word, like 
I am anxious or I am worried or I am um, frustrated or whatever. But we actually, we are not frustrated. We feel frustrated or we have, we feel like it's, there's frustration around us or worries or concerns, but we are not our emotions. And when we, you know, over time, we, t- we tend to take habits and, and those habits of I'm worried or I'm frustrated or I'm not well doesn't mean what we really mean. So it's to use the right word. And, and of course, many of, of um, people listening to you will know the wheel of emotions and, and the notion of being precise. Are you frustrated or are you furious? It's not the same thing. It's like when you go to the doctor and say, you know, my left arm hurts, but you don't say whether it's your wrist, whether it's a tension here, or whether it's the elbow, you don't know whether you fell. If you're not precise, there's no way your doctor is going to be able to help you. That's the same with emotions. And our generation is not always used to share how we feel with people around us. And to deal with it is, you know, if you don't name it, it's difficult to manage it. So it's to start by using the right word in the right way. And it's at the age of 50, it's also, or and beyond, or 48 and a half is fine too, <laughs> is, is to identify and observe your bias about ageism. Not, not necessarily the ones from others, but how do you feel about your age? How do you feel about these words? Oh, I'm too old for that. Or, of course, I forgot because I'm old. Or... You know, I have I have a blank because I'm old or I would love to go dancing, but I can't because it's not my age any longer. All those things that we associate with age that are ageism and doesn't serve us. It's uh, absolutely the other way around. Well, I love that. I think it's so true because there's so many there's personal biases that we put on ourselves that we're not even aware of. And if we're not aware of our own language, then how can we even decide to move forward? Right. If we're, we're stopping ourselves before, before we even realize it just by the words that we're using and the thoughts that we're having. And so I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Shall we do the intellectual dimension? Yes, please. One of the things that older people worry about a lot, they worry about their brain. And when we talk about the intellectual dimension, we're talking about brain health. Like Dominique just said, you know, a senior moment, forgetfulness, people worry about dementia, about the brain going down. There are very specific scientifically proven ways to keep the brain alive and young. There's no... Zero studies show that the brain cannot learn just as much at 90 as it learned at nine months. So given that it's fascinating and given that capacity, I'd like us all to think of this round thing, almost like a Swiss watch with the various gears, because three of the things that help brain help the most come from the physical dimension, nutrition, activity, and sleep. So we're already helping it out there. The next thing that's gonna help the most our brain health, and this is where I would encourage us all to situate ourselves on that piece of the pie toward the middle or toward the end is change. So when we talk about change, Amanda, it could mean taking a different road to work. It could mean brushing your teeth with the other hand. It could mean tying your shoes 
left instead of right. Any change creates new neural pathways in our brain. Any change whatsoever, small, be- even hanging out with different people because mm-hmm. you're stimulating different neurons. And all of these not only keep your brain young, but they help to feed into the spiritual dimension, which is your sense and purpose in life that Dominique will explore a little bit. So that's, we're looking toward change. So again, where you situate that point on the on the wheel that we spoke about and the piece of the pie depends on how willing and able, and how much are you actually pushing change to keep your brain alive? I love that. So moving on to spiritual. Spiritual is often the the dimension that people come, when, when we start working with them, they usually don't put spiritual as their top priority when they start. And when they finish the program, say, you know what, I... I joined because of the physical dimension, because of the financial dimension, but it's actually the this one, the spiritual one, that most answered my need. Um, so when we talk about spiritual, it's purpose, it's alignment, it's aligning with yourself, aligning with your close environment, whether it's your team, your job, um, the, the 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 professional part or the extra professional part, but be feeling part of a bigger self and and being part of the community and the planet. So it's a lot about alignment, but we also uh, look at values, you know, the fundamental building blocks that trigger the emotions that we spoke about before and trigger the actions, the behaviors that get us to the results. And when we're growing older or when we're getting older, uh, the values become even more important because we have experience behind us. They say, well, that is super important for me. That is less important for, for, for me. And this is grounding my decisions in life. And it's even more important when you have a different perspective about time, the time that is past and the time that comes ahead. And that's when values become fundamental and also what is the legacy you're going to leave behind and we're not talking about you know succession planning and in terms of money and heritage and that kind of things but what is it that you want to leave behind you and what is it that you want other people to remember you emotionally intellectually professionally in all the the, the long life that you had if tomorrow was the last day, what would you want people to rem- to remember of you in this life? And it's really like fast forward. You know, we talk about feedback, but when you go fast forward, what is it that is super important and that helps you set priorities? So to come back to the wheel that Alan shared before, if you feel that you're fully aligned, that you're clear about your purpose, about your values, and you do something in life that is aligned with your purpose, with your values, with what you want to leave behind you, then go at the outside of the wheel. If you feel, yeah, I'm not so sure, and I'm a bit you know, pissed off about the fact that I, I'm not so sure, and I'm not aligned, and it doesn't work the way I want, then put that in the center of the wheel or in the middle. I heard a great I heard a great thing the other day. I'm sure you'll appreciate it as well, Amanda. Instead of calling it the great resignation, 
they call it the gray resignation because the number <laughs> of people above 50 that have re like re looked at their values and they're like, no, 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 no. This is not for me. I am not. <laughs> so it doesn't only happen at 29, Amanda. I know. And I just, like I said to you offline, you know, over 81% of our students are the above the age of 40, which yay, I find yay. incredible and empowering and exciting. It's not, it, it's, it's like there is this, shake up, wake up kind of mentality that's happening. Not, I know that that is your business, but that's what's happening in the world, I find. And that's what's happening globally. People are realizing it has to be more than just a paycheck in life. And I think that that's like... It's, it's such a cool um, transformation that is happening. That is the perfect segue paycheck because yeah. the last dimension is finance and we can quickly close on finance. The bottom line is finance is the number one worry of people over 40, period. Yeah. Given that it is the number one worry and it affects all four of the other dimensions, your health, if, you know, if you're, if you're poor, but you're healthy and you it just doesn't work. So, and working the other way around, if you're unhealthy and you can't pay for a doctor. So given that we don't only look at your financial situation, your 401k or however we call that your retirement fund, but we look at your mindset. What is your intention? What do you want to do with money? Do you even speak about money in your family, in your community, with your colleagues? And one of those blockers you were talking about to do full circle, Amanda, with especially women thinking about not leaving corporate, they're frightened about not making enough money. So I would turn it around. I would say, you know, is that true? What can we do to shake up that mindset to get some security and confidence about our financial situation? So we've done the whole, we've done the whole circle. That's amazing. I love that you went like full circle with that though. And I think that everything you said, I 100% agree with. And I do think, you know, the financial side, what you just kind of ended on Ellen was, I hear that so many times, right? People will say, I want to do this, but is there money? Is there opportunity to make the same I'm making now in my career? I've been there for 30 years. I have a 401k. I have all these things. And the fear is what's holding them back. The fear that they're not going to be able to be financially sound or stable. And I think, again, you know, like when, even when we started our business back when we were in our twenties, it's, we had corporate jobs that we weren't satisfied with, but we actually kept our corporate jobs for one year and built our business on the side. And then once we had our business, um, what we did was everything that we made, we put in the bank and we saved enough to cover each of our salaries for an entire year. That way there, when we started our business, it was literally just like no fear. There was no scarcity. There was no worry. And I know that that's not always possible for people, but what that did for us was it just gave us like a security blanket almost to say, Mm -hmm. okay, for one year, we're going all in on ourselves, on our business, and we're going to see what happens. And we were very grateful, of course, that we've been able to, you know, scale our business to what it is today. And build the freedom that we wanted so much because I think that that's and Laura and I actually just had this conversation this morning building a business and becoming an entrepreneur for us we said what what was that initial reason why we wanted to do this we wanted to do this because we wanted freedom we wanted freedom of time money and creativity I wanted those things in my life I wanted to be able to choose when I wake up every day, what does that day look like for me? Of course, there are things that are fundamentally built into a business that you have to build out and you have to do, but I wanted to have that those choices every single time. So I'm curious for both of you, and I'll start with you, Dominique, and then with you, Ellen, what, were, what was your sort of 
why? What was the thing that made you decide outside of like realizing that this was like a perfect storm? Mm. What was the thing that allowed for you or what was your reason why becoming an entrepreneur was something that you really desired? Yeah. Well, the the it's similar to you with, with a slight difference is that when I took the decision to resign from my C-level position and, and start my business, um, I the purpose and the alignment I was mentioning before was not there any longer. So, yes, I had great team, great work, great remuneration, but I kept for the 30 years career that I had, I kept doing, undoing, redoing, undoing. And that's repetition of reinventing what had been done already and destroying and rebuilding and destroying didn't make sense any longer to me. So that was one thing. And then second, I I was missing the direct impact and the direct contact with my end clients. You know, when you work with corporates, you're bathing, if I may say, in a in a big uh, a big ocean. And I needed to have more direct um, contact with with the people that I was working with um, from the from the outside, and when you think about entrepreneurs, people sometimes forget that we think about creativity, responsibility, and freedom. And for me, freedom, big yes. Yeah, responsibility was was on my radar all my life, so I was used to that. And to be able to create something that is aligned with what you think is important is even more, you know, it's like the cherry on the cake. And what triggered my decision, because at some point there was a big shift, is I started to show people, to see people around me in, the, in my corporate world, um, you know, being sick and not reaching their the retirement that they had planned. When I retire, I'll be happy. When I retire, I'll do that. When I retire, and they never reach that re- retirement age. And some people went into burning out. Some people went into divorcing because they were working too much. And I thought, you know what? That's not going to happen to me. I don't want to have any regrets that I waited for too long yeah. and I missed the boat. And now is the time. So I think the creativity, freedom, and and you know the the capacity to organize your time as you wish applies to all generation. What I saw in my generation is that if you don't do something now, it might be too late soon. Hmm. So powerful. Very Thank inspiring. you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And for you, Ellen, what was in terms of your sort of very interesting catal- um, the catalyst for it? Yeah, very interesting. I was thinking as you were both telling your stories. So I am a finance person, economic economist, finance person, 10 years banking finance. I left that career um, because I made some personal lifestyle changes and I ran Weight Watchers corporate for 10 years for Switzerland. Um So I had come from those 10 years. And the reason I left Weight Watchers was because I was feeling that weight management was only one piece of the pie that we've just made together. And it has a lot of other pieces to it. So I I wanted to do that. But when I left, I could have gone finance or I could have gone health and wellness. And I didn't, I had no idea what I, I had no intention of becoming. I was not looking for the freedom. And no, no, no. I was not on the same wavelength as you. I had no idea. And then someone I highly respect came up to me and she said, Alan, it's clear, you walk the talk. 
you know what you need to do next. And it hit me like a lead balloon. Yeah. And I would, again, I would use this as an invitation to everybody listening. You know, you're walking your talk. You you want to walk your talk. And the, the direction became very clear for me. And that health and wellness and health and wellness coaching was my next step. And today I'm one of the global leaders, period. It's just, it's been built over the past 14 years. And it's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. So a little bit of serendipity as well. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I love that that's, you know, and I know in the beginning when you were telling about, you know, how you came together, you realize that is, it is such a strong pillar because if, you know, and I know so many entrepreneurs that are extremely successful and they all focus on their health as well, because if you don't focus on your health, you can't even enjoy all of the fruits of your labor, right? Because you're not going to be focused. Like, and also if you're not getting enough sleep, you can't, you'll have a like foggy brain. And if you're not eating properly, you're going to feel that three o'clock slump and there's everything. And you are your inter- business. Yeah. Everything is interconnected. And so we need to pay attention to all areas, which is why I think the pillars are so important. Now, um, one thing I wanted to ask about now is just sort of your book. Cause I know that you have a book and, um, for all of our listeners, you're actually offering the first two chapters of your book in English Absolutely. or in French, which I do love that you have yes. the bilingual aspect as well. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the book and um, in just for anyone listening in the show notes, you will actually be able to link out and get those free chapters and then um, look really? into further. So, really? um, but if, yeah, Ellen, if you could tell us a little bit more about the book, that would be great. So Dominique and I spent nearly two years writing the book. It's based on incredible experience that we've had working with people and being ourselves 50 plus. We integrate into it what we call the Swiss touch. The Swiss touch, because we are both Swiss, we are both in Switzerland. We live in Geneva, Switzerland. We're bilingual French and English. And why Switzerland? Because it is one of the countries where people live the longest and the happiest. So that is one of the things. The only other thing that I would share, two other things about the book. The book is two thirds book and one third thrive guide. And the Thrive Guide is going from knowing what to do to actually doing it. And we encourage people to go at their pace to take baby steps, but they can self-coach themselves through all of those five dimensions. So I think it's a really nice way to be able to actually use it, you know, as a bedside, as a bedside book at your pace. And it is available on Amazon in both French and English. And you can try, as you said, the first two chapters are available at wakeupshakeupthrive.com. Perfect. That's amazing. Well, it's truly been an honor having you both on here today. I um, just, you know, I love your story. Like I said, I love the impact that you're making in this world and helping people realize that it's never too late. Now, what would be your final parting words for anyone listening? Um, and okay. I'll ask you first and then Ellen, just sort of for anyone here who's listening, like I said, you know, um, our listeners are generally people that maybe having those blocks and maybe having those thoughts around like, oh, well, I've done this for so long or I'm here or can I, am I too old? And those, what would be your final parting thought for each of them? And so Dominique, I'll start with you and then Ellen. Okay. So I'll start and then we, you go, Ellen, and then we, we close together. Okay, so perfect. <laughs> my, my, my final word would be as, um, you know, get, get started, get prepared. Uh, research shows that when you get prepared for it, it works smoother. You don't have to make major steps. A baby step is fine too, but just get started and get prepared. 
um, you'll feel much more serene and much more quiet about what comes next when you're ready for it. Uh, when we say, oh, I'll, I'll come to it when I come to it. No, just start and see how how it goes and where it leads you. Um, but get into movement um, and, and motion is the most important thing. And, and have fun. I mean, life is about fun and experiencing and discovering. And it's great when you, when you get older to become the child you were, um, you know, some time ago. And, and it's still you. It's still in you. So have fun is, is, um, is what I, I would wish for anyone listening to us today. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And then for you, Ellen, what would be sort of yeah, your parting we, words? We, we have a tagline at Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive. And it yeah. is just for me, it englobes everything. And the tagline is, don't grow old waiting. Mm-hmm. That's Perfect. it. It's perfect. I love that so much. It's interesting. It it kind of feeds into the thought that I always have when I hear people say, you know, and my mom says this a lot. She'll say, I'm like, oh, what are you up to? And she's like, I'm just passing time. And I'm like, (laughs) don't pass time. Don't let time pass you by. I'm like, find something. Find something that fulfills you. Don't just let it pass because it will pass. Mm. And don't just look to add years to life. Add life to years. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Well, Ellen and Dominique, thank you so much for joining us today on Fitching. Thank you, Amanda. So yes, grateful to have you. you. Um, for everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. We'll go, of course, we'll see you again next week for Fitchick's chat. And then if, please make sure you check out the um, show notes for the link to Ellen and Dominique's uh, Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive book. You can get the first two free chapter, uh, two chapters for free. And of course, um, it'll link to their sites. If you want to learn more, if you want to learn how you can work with them, please make sure you check it out. Thank so you everyone, so thank you again so much and have thank the you. most incredible day. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.